it's a whole new world and you know whatever whatever you think you know you really don't know and, and life has a way of showing you that pretty quickly right and it's usually a, a painful lesson but i find that, that starting at the bottom is actually a gift it's not a deficit uh -huh. it's something that it's like uh you know hard times create strong people Everybody, this is Anthony for a new episode of Your Brother's Podcast. Today, my guest is Mr. Ian Hyatt. Ian is a retired military. He's a 10x certified licensee with coaching certifications in strategic intervention, advanced relationship, specialized training for women, activation method, and energy coaching. Ian, welcome to the show, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be a guest on your show. So, uh, Ian, what marked me the most when I met you is your incredible story i want to go back really like from the beginning because i'm not asking this to all my clients i do all my my guests but i feel like your childhood story is where we should start for people to understand where did you come from to get where you are now and this desire to always learn and be 10x you know so start from baby ian how was the situation oh. at home Sure, I, I would love to share a little bit of my story with uh, hopefully can provide some value to uh, anyone who hears this. And it's really that I believe that life doesn't give you what you want. It really gives you what you need. And I learned that at a young age, you know, I, uh, I was born into pure poverty, really. We lived in a very small uh, community with my, my mom and uh, three sisters. And my father got sick when I was very young. So by about four years old, my father was already on, on his way out. And uh, he ended up passing away and he was the main the main provider for the family. So what followed was homelessness. We lost our home. My mom was home with four other children and she was trying to get a job and it was it was very tough and she just lost the love of her life. So it was kind of like this emotional trauma very early and things didn't get better from there. Uh, we struggled for many years. And by the time I was 10 years old, I had already gotten in some trouble with the law and I was taken away from my mother. And I never saw her again, actually, from mm. that point. And um I ended up making it out through the system and even just just through the the random acts of kindness of strangers really I, I i live from bounced around from home to home slept on friends couches and people just helped me out from time to time but even parts of my high school i lived in my car i remember taking showers in the gym and just feeling completely miserable and wondering what the whole point of life is and again people stepped up in my life random strangers that were not even blood relatives and they, able, they were able to give me some guidance. And one was a gentleman early on that showed me that he was an ex-Marine. He was kind of a no BS type of person and mm -hmm. showed me uh, a way that, you know, he had a success in life and he was an entrepreneur. And I, I started following his lead. He gave me a job. I started just working and staying really busy. And um, that, that was kind of my, my outlet. I learned early on that if I just wanted to make it, I just had to work hard and just keep working hard and keep working hard and just grind it out. That massive action was really the solution for pretty much anything that came my way. If I just worked hard enough, I would, I would find my way out of it. So I ended up in the military right out of high school. Uh, and I, I did about 13 years in the air force. I worked on the ejection systems with the, you know, the fighter and bomber jets where I would basically work with explosive system on the systems. And it, it was my job to make sure that that pilot lived if, if all, all else failed. And it taught me a lot of attention to detail. Then I met a lot of great people. I traveled around the world and I was having, I thought I'd made it. You know, I got, a, I got a couple college degrees while I was in the military and I thought I was really having everything on track. And then lo and behold, life will show you again that there's more for you to learn. And I was, yeah. uh, 
I was in a, a several several injuries throughout my life. I really brutalized my body. I didn't have health care when I was young. I really didn't take care of myself. Uh, physically, I would break bones and just like walk on them even until oh, wow. they healed because I didn't feel like I had an option. I couldn't afford to go to the doctor. I didn't have parents to take oh, care God. of me. And uh, they caught up to me and I ended up uh, injured and uh, was going through some recovery for that. And I got in a car accident and I broke my back and my neck and uh, several other injuries. And it ended up with me in uh, medical retirement from the military. And I felt like my whole world, like everything I thought I had figured out was just ripped away from me. Hmm. But along the way, I had been studying Tony Robbins since I was about 14 years old. Uh, someone had given me like several books to try and help me yeah. guide me. And I had knew about him. I was studying him and trying to help myself. And it was at around 2015, I had actually got my first coaching certification. And that was kind of like my fallback plan anyways, to kind of just like, because I had helped myself and got results for myself. I wanted to kind yeah. of be able to share that with the world when I got out of the military, continue my service of helping people. And it just got sped up. So I got into the world of entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, I was just grinding it out, uh, trying to figure it out as, as, as all entrepreneurs do. They learned that uh, you, you soon trade a 40 hour work week for a hundred hour work week. Yeah. You know, when you first start, you got a million things going on. And of course, uh, I was, I was pretty successful offline with just referrals and just networking mm -hmm. and building, building a business. But I was just within myself. I was not scaling. I was just grinding it out and I was maximizing my time, but I was, you know, still unknown because I just, I kind of ignored the whole online uh, portion yeah. of, of business thinking that I could just get referrals and live that way forever. Well, mm. coronavirus definitely showed me the, uh, that didn't, was not sustainable <laughs> yeah. because I was no longer able to go out and meet new people I and see. everyone switched to technology like we are now on zoom calls or on, uh -huh. you know, on podcasts and just doing things virtually. And I was not prepared for that. I had no foundation for it. So what I actually chose to do at that point was actually just uh, stop everything. I, I just stopped everything altogether and reshift. Uh, but basically, I, I went and, during coronavirus, I went and got my commercial driver's license. Mm -hmm. I started driving an 18-wheel truck. And the important point of doing it was I figured, like, that business was not being affected in America. It was actually increasing. Yeah. And I was able to rent a truck for about $30,000 a month. And... I was able to make about a similar profit, twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a month in return, but I had this 10 to 12 hours a day while I was driving to learn. So I dumped a whole bunch of money into education. Mm -hmm. And over about a two-year period, I read another 200 books, and I went through a bunch more courses. And I really deep-dived into Grant Cardone again and learned sales and marketing and started to learn this online world. And when I came back after two years, I decided to dump another about hundred grand into my education again. And I became a licensee, and I got some more coaching certifications and just yeah. really started to dig in. And start to build up my my ability to help people. And um, this year is really just to to show people that it doesn't matter where you come from or what what you what life has given you. If you're just willing to put in the effort, if you're just willing to work hard, you can really grind it out and just turn anything into an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really just these small shifts, you know. Like I'm not someone special. I'm not something that's like some prodigy or something. I'm just someone that likes to work hard. Yeah. And I put in the effort, you know, and that's what it's all it's really about. I'm sure you understand, like, oh, it's yeah. just finding the knowledge. The knowledge is out there. Even on YouTube, you can get a lot of this stuff for free and Absolutely. then work your way up to be able to pay for the paid stuff. But it's just having the ability to actually sacrifice because whenever you do something, you have to give something up, right? You have yeah. to either use your time to watch Netflix or use your time to watch, you know, Cardone University for, for over and over I know this, to improve yeah. yourself. So it's a, it's a choice. It's going on here right now. Um, so I would assume that we will have some military guy that will watch this episode one day or the other. 
And I think for, for these guys, maybe what is the most difficult thing between you have a stable job with many benefits and you maybe they will not have a, like injuries, but they will, they're just thinking about, hmm, I want something else. I want something more. I want to be an entrepreneur, but maybe I'm scared to do it. So for you, it was forced because of your body. But what if you had the health? Then would you still go into business right away, or maybe it would have been different? What do you What do you think? Um, I probably would have stayed in the military for at least another uh, five to six years and got my uh -huh. my regular retirement and then transitioned. But um, it's a whole new world, and you know whatever you, whatever you think you know, you really don't know. And, and life has a way of showing you that pretty quickly, right? And it's usually a, a painful lesson. But I find that, that starting at the bottom is actually a gift. It's not a deficit. Uh -huh. It's something that it's like, uh, you know, hard times create strong people, right? And that's something that it's what develops leadership. And first, yeah. in order to be a leader, you have to go through a hard time and become a leader of yourself. You have to lead yourself out of that. No one can do it for you. So it's really a choice. You have to choose within yourself that you want it and that it's worth it. You know, if you have a big enough reason why or a big enough purpose, you will walk across fire. You will walk through glass barefoot. Mm -hmm. You'll do whatever it takes to get to the other side because it's there's, an, there's a big enough reward for you. So that's what it's really about. It's just like really envisioning yourself on the future and seeing what's really going to come from your efforts and not focusing on the process. Right. Mm -hmm. The process is not always fun. But the end result is is usually worth it. And then you really find out what the, the happiness is created through progress, right? When you're actually moving forward and you're getting things done. This is why people get addicted. And you see people like Grant Cardone, who's a billionaire, and he still shows up and works crazy hours, right? It's because it's the progress. It's the constant improvement that becomes addicting and it just becomes fulfilling. And just really seeing how you're able to help people and impact the world. And make a legacy right that's that's what we all want we want to be remembered we want to be known for something we did that's greatness mm -hmm. and the only way to do that is hard work yeah and somebody who would not have maybe a, a tough childhood who is making already 100 or 200k a year good stable position maybe corporate world how can we make them like see that there's something else because maybe they're miserable inside maybe they feel like man I cannot leave this job. It's too, I'm too good. Like golden handcuffs, baby. I'm here and just the, sign this paper. I'm stuck here. I know there's something inside my heart buried very deep. Maybe it's creative. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's something else. But I'm here and they feel stuck. Prove me that nobody's ever stuck in their own mind. Absolutely. Well, it really does come down to just a simple, simple shift. And it, like I said, it goes back to your purpose. What is the reason why? And I'm not talking like the subsurface reason why. Like you have to go like five or six levels deep. Yeah. And you have to get an emotional drive. It has to come within like something that's so, so meaningful for you that you will do whatever it takes. And I know that everyone has that within them. There's not a person on this planet. Like you see these stories like where a mom lifts up a car to save her child mm -hmm. that's trapped underneath it, right? It's, and in a normal day, she would never believe she could lift up that car. But when her child is trapped and something is so valuable to her, she would do whatever it takes, even break her own back to move that car. That's when you get to the point where you have such a drive. It doesn't matter you will do what it takes to get to there. And you have to understand too, like with the golden handcuffs, it's like, you have to ask yourself, what is your true potential? Mm. And does it equal to the reality that you're currently in? 
And if the answer is no, and if the answer is that you can't scale your current job to your full potential, then it may be worth it for you to take the risk, right? Because without risk, you don't get reward. Yes. That's with anything in life. You have to take a little bit of a risk. Yes, you have to take, yes, it's a steady paycheck. Yes, you maybe have health benefits or yes, you maybe have, uh, you're building your own retirement, but is that really enough for you? And is that really what you want to be remembered for in life? If it is, great, stay where you are and be content and be happy. But mm -hmm. if it's not, you know, maybe it's time to step out into that uncomfortable zone where all the magic happens. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Very beautiful. Um, the last time that we spoke, you told me a lot about the recession. And I think that's something that's going to be interesting for us to talk a bit because most people, so now it's going to be a hard time financially for the whole country, even, even around, the, around the world. And people are not ready for this. And they will be stuck in fear, fight or flight mode and like shortage, scarcity, all that stuff. With your experience, with your knowledge, how can we face such situations? So instead of contracting, we're going to expand as individuals and businesses. Sure. Well, I, I believe truly like Tony Robbins says it a lot too, right? Success leaves clues. And if you look at history, it does repeat itself. And successful people, the most successful businesses even started in the worst recessions. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the fact what successful people do in a recession, right? Are they scared? No, they're excited. Why are they excited? Because they're prepared. Mm -hmm. You don't go into winter if you live in a cold country without first getting enough wood to keep your house heated throughout the winter and having some warm clothes. You prepare for the winter before it comes. Yeah. Those who prepare have a better chance of success. Now, if you didn't prepare, it's not too late. You need to just find people that have prepared, see what they did, and really don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just kind of just model, right? You can go through and say, hey, these people are doing this to successful. If I did a similar thing, I would probably end up with a similar experience, correct? Mm -hmm. So that's really all it is. Like if you look at Grant Cardone, for example, where he's gone from, you know, a little bit of money in real estate to billions and billions of dollars in real estate. Is that, was that by accident? No, he was modeling successful people that he studied. Yeah. Right. He, he studied people like Warren Buffett who went all in, all in on something and had the number one rule, don't ever lose money. Right. Mm -hmm. So he has successful people. You look at Tony Robbins. He followed Jim Rohn, for example. Right. He didn't reinvent the wheel. He went and studied Jim Rohn, worked for Jim Rohn, even learned his material and built a similar company as Jim Rohn. Right. Like they, they, they just copy successful people to get similar successful lifestyles. And then they expand on it from there. But the foundation is find someone that's already doing it right. You don't have to make a new wheel if there's already a wheel that exists. No, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, good advice. I think that one of my clients, she was telling me the other day, I think the wheel is the best invention of all time. And I'm like, look at my environment and there's wheels everywhere. Like this is a smart move. Don't, don't reinvent this. It's already perfect. Like just use it. Yeah, yes. uh, very powerful. Ian, tell me, so you are certified with Tony Robbins too. And I, I have not followed this uh, Robbins for, for a long time, to be honest. Like I, I'm not so much in his stuff. I, I'm open to it, but of course life is busy and I have many things. So maybe what are the, the main key factors or points that you, that you got from this man? I know he's amazing. He's a billionaire, he's a coach, he's everything. And, but you as an individual, how did he transform your life? And what can you share with our audience that you can take without having to go through the 
one year certification or go through all the seminars that you did? Uh, well, that would just be a tough. couple. That would be just tough. a couple. He's, there's Maybe. 40. He has 40 years of value yeah. that he's provided. So it would be tough to give it all without uh, one thing. But I can say that the, this, the foundation is the same. The secret to living is giving. The more you give, the more fulfillment you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's foundational is that it's just a simple reframe or a simple shift of looking at things differently. Like life is not happening to you. Life is always happening for you. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, it doesn't just feel better. Even if it's a worst case scenario, like when you have a hard time, something really hard is going on in your life. If you look at it like, oh, I'm being punished by life, that feels heavy. But if you look at it like life is happening for me, this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to become stronger. And just like when you go to the gym, you cannot become stronger in the gym without going through some pain. You're going to have to struggle and sacrifice and push hard. And then afterwards, you're probably going to feel some growing pains for a couple of days Mm -hmm. for your new muscles to develop. It's the same thing emotionally and, and, you know in your relationships and everything, you have to go through a little bit of growing pains and it's if people just need to reframe it as it's not a bad thing. It's actually a positive thing that's happening to you. Even like the, the things that I went through in my life, like going through extreme pain and poverty and all those things. I look at that as my greatest strength. Now mm-hmm. I have this resilience. I have this determination. I have this understanding that I can push myself to new limits. Had I not gone through that, maybe I would have never developed it. Right. So it's actually a gift. And it's just that simple reframe and to look at life that's through the lens of contribution. What can you give and how much can you give? We always have something to give, even if it's just a compliment to somebody to make them smile. Does not just feel good. Hey man, you look really awesome today. And that person smiles. Don't you feel good just with that simple gift? That's how easy it is to give. You always yeah. have something to give. And if you just try to give more than you, you get in life, you're going to be really fulfilled and you're going to get surrounded with people and that's what it's about, this collaboration, this community. Because I can tell you when you're going to be in a situation where you may lose your life, you're not going to wish you had more money in your bank account. You're not going to wish you had a bigger house or a nicer car. You're going to wish you had more time with the people you love and cared about. And that's, that's the true thing. Like, it doesn't matter how bad a situation is. If you're surrounded with the right type of people, that situation is beautiful, regardless of what it is. And that, that speaks to me too much, very, very much because I remember when I came to Georgia four years ago. Actually, you know what? It's exactly four years ago, day to day. So today is my fourth year birthday of being an expat from my native Canada to Georgia. And I came here with absolutely nothing. It will be uh, in my other episode when I'm alone. But I came here with nothing. And I realized that when you don't have anything, all the little details around you, you feel way more present with who you are and your environment. If you have a lot of things, if things are going well, maybe it's easy to be disconnected and to feel like, I got this. I have something. Yeah, this some nothing, something, everything that we spoke about in the boot camp. Well, when you have something, it's easy to get comfortable. But when you have nothing or almost nothing, your brain, yes, it can be on survival. I agree that it can be hard to be creative. But if you switch that and you see, okay, I have nothing, but the creativity can come from it's a fresh start. I have nothing to lose because I have nothing. I have everything to gain. I have everyone to meet, everyone to connect with. And if I'm clever enough, I can discover, well, this person needs this in this particular area. And even if you're not an expert in that, 
you can make connections. Like for example, the other day I, I met somebody and she needed somebody for their marketing. Like, let me think, do I know anybody who is a developer in my, uh, in my contacts? I'm not a developer, I'm not a marketing guy, but you can make connections. So why I'm seeing all of this is when you have nothing for people out there who maybe are, not, are more on the lower scale of income and they're a bit stressed or in survival, Ian is right. It can be a beautiful thing. It can be very pure to be in the state of, I'm just gonna go for it because there's no other option. There's no plan B, there's no exit, there's no security blanket. It's, this is my dream and I'm gonna go for it right now. And if I do this and I commit to it, the universe will support me even more with new people, new resources, maybe unexpected clients. It happened to me many times at my lowest lows and just take a deep breath, come back to the moment and realize if you're still breathing, you're still moving, you're still going forward. You still have something to do on this earth. So what do you think about that? Do you resonate with that a bit? Absolutely. I mean, and another thing is you realize you never, there's never a point in your life that you have nothing. True. Never a point. Because yeah. who are you as a person? Who are you as a, as a, as a soul? Like what experiences do you have? It's you personal. always have value. You always have some, you know, the currency, for example, right? That's a start. You may speak multiple languages. That's a start, right? You always have potential. You, you may be able to move. If you can't move physically, you can think, you know, look at uh, people that have done extraordinary things and they're missing body limbs. Yeah. They're missing. They're like, people look at them and say, oh man, you really have nothing. You have no arms and legs, but then look at them that they're famous and have a, a, a beautiful family and they, they've created greatness in life. So no, you never have nothing. It's just whether you're willing to do something with what you have and willing to do what it takes to develop more. That's all it is. It's that action, that willing to take that step of uncomfortable action and mm -hmm. just to be consistent with it. And if really, if you look at the foundation of success, it always goes back to the basics. What, what is your habit? What are you doing over and over and over again? And instead of trying to just do random acts, right and hoping you get it right like throwing paint at the wall and hoping it comes out to a beautiful picture you're going to draw with intention mm -hmm. you're going to do what people have done in the past and study them and then learn how to make the beautiful picture and get results it's it's that simple really and and, and it's hard to accept it because it's so simple i think simplicity is what really is really the hard thing for people to accept because when you think yeah. You're going to make something massive. You think it has to be complicated. You think it has to be huge. But really, it can be as simple as just getting up before the sun is, taking a, a morning exercise, eating healthy, yeah. doing consistent action every day to improve your life. And it could be as simple as just going and knocking on doors and asking people if they need help to get started because you're going to meet the right person by mm. doing that. And they're going to help you. And collaboration is the fastest shortcut to to getting anything in life is working with other people we are truly meant to be connected and we are truly meant to do it together with teamwork you're going to get more done i mean i would much rather have a one percent effort from a hundred people than a hundred percent effort of just myself yeah because it's, it's you're going to have so much more skills brought to it you're so yeah. much more value and so much more is going to get done and you don't have to stretch yourself all the way to the max and then wonder why it's not working mm. That's great, man. Very, very powerful too. Um, I'm a bit curious because you have many certifications and the other ones, like what led you to 
energy healing, wanting to help women. I didn't, we didn't think, we didn't uh, cover this the last time we spoke together. So why you want to help women more? What was your initial inspiration to get certified on this to help them grow? And also, we can speak after that about energy healing because for me, it's uh, interesting and it's uh, a bit different. Well, I mean, I think it does go back to. I mean, I was raised uh, with with my mother for at a young age. I didn't have my father, and then I have three sisters as well, and ah. I, I saw great suffering within them. And I think yeah. that probably has a, a pull to it. But it's another uh -huh. thing as a man where I'm trying to help people, right? And if, if a woman comes to my service, I wanted to be able to have a way of connecting and understanding them better. And and going through someone who has proven success, where I learned that through with Magali Peshla, for example, she created this project called The Goddess Project and where she was working with women and helping them. So it just made sense for me to get that into my, my, my toolbox because I believe it's not one size fits all. I believe that everyone comes and needs a customized approach because they may have strengths and weaknesses in different areas. So what you do for one person may be completely different for what you do to the next person, right? You can't just say, hey, this is going to fix, one thing's going to fix. No, because everyone's completely different. And once you realize that, you need to, you realize you need this whole toolbox, right? If you're going to go fix a car, you can't just take a screwdriver and a wrench and expect <laughs> to get the whole job done. You need many different sizes and many different types to really finish the job, right? So that's what it really is for me. So I'm just constantly adding and I believe in constant, never-ending improvement. There's not a time in my life where I will not be adding more tools to my toolbox because, first of all, especially now, life is changing faster than it ever has in the history of time. You look back like 100 years ago, we didn't even think we could fly. And now we're, we're looking at going to Mars. Right. I mean, that happened quickly. There was thousands of years before that, that nothing really shifted, especially not on that pace. Right. So things are changing faster, which means you constantly have to be changing and adapting as well to the new environment. And if you're not, you're not constantly staying on top of what's coming. You'll be left behind or you won't be able to put as much value to people as you want to, because they might even they might even uh, need something fixed that you don't know how to because the new environment is different than what it was 10 years ago. So if you learn 10 years ago and you stop learning, how are you supposed to help them now? It's completely different. Uh, yeah. And uh, so for some people who don't have this maybe inner desire to learn as much as you, um, how can we maybe motivate them to, to start just reading a book or listen to an audio book? Maybe they're just addicted to Netflix or they're on their phone just scrolling Instagram and Facebook with no purpose. I know we spoke about the big why a couple of minutes ago, but is there something else that can initiate this curiosity? as a, as an adult compared to as a child because we were all born equal as child we want to learn oh look at these blocks look at these animals everything is so interesting and as we grow older teenage years and young adults and then later in life maybe we lose this flame of learning and curiosity do you have any thoughts on that um every individual is different i mean everyone's going to be motivated differently and everyone thinks differently you can get into a whole another rabbit hole with that but i mean you have to look at it as as a a sense of what is it worth to you? What is it worth to your family? What is your life going to mean? Like, what, what do you want your results to be? And again, it comes back to like, just asking yourself, if I spend my 10 hours, whatever, watching Netflix, a whole series of TV, mm -hmm. does that add to what I want out of life? I mean, maybe mm -hmm. if you want to, 
and maybe if you want to be a, a film creator or something, maybe there's yeah, some value yeah. there. But or for actor, the average maybe. person, mm -hmm. if you're trying to build a business, for example, wouldn't it make more sense to put some time into a book or put some time into a biography about somebody or maybe just take a course and or just watch a YouTube like YouTube? There's so much value. And this is what I love about today with technology is you can be completely broke. I mean, I don't, I mean, you can still get an access to technology, even at a free public library in most places. Mm -hmm. And you can watch these content that people put out for absolutely free. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours. You could just, you know, I don't, I don't know, like most things like around the house, even if I want to fix something around the house, I can go on YouTube and I can get yeah. an idea of how to do it. You know, like it's, it's all there right in front of you and it's accessible to anybody. But yes, you do have to take the, 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 the step. You do have to take that effort. You have to take that action. You have to put in the work. Just like if you don't go to work and put an effort at work, you're not going to get a paycheck. So if you want to get paid, you want to get rewarded, you have to give something up that's going to be part, part of your time in the beginning. And then eventually you'll get to a point where you can trade money for more money or you can, you can outsource and bring more people in and collaborate. But you have to always sacrifice something to get something more. And the only, only way you're going to sacrifice something is if you find a reason why it's worth sacrificing. And that goes back to your purpose. It goes back to what you want your life to be. What's it worth to your family? What do you want to provide for yourself or to the world or to whatever matters most to you and your value systems? Yeah. And uh, so I know you're you're married for a long time already. And what if your partner, so husband or wife, is not as supportive or not as understanding of everything you try to do to grow as a person because i know you we will meet such people or clients or just people watching this show maybe they will say yeah but my wife or husband they're saying this about about my training and maybe they, oh relax don't do too much you're working too hard please come take a break and it doesn't mean that you cannot love them anymore but i know for you your wife is very supportive and she said oh He's crazy. He's doing what he wants, and he just—it's—it's it's okay. Uh, she's used to it. But what if somebody has a harder time? I know you have uh, training with uh, relationships, so maybe you can give us some tips to communicate better with our loved one, specifically if we can other, so we can have a better communication to the bigger picture. Absolutely, and you know, it's, it's, it's not always easy with my wife either. She's from a different country imagine. as well, and we have we have our we have our. Uh, our issues with and our understanding as well. That's that comes yeah. natural with territory. That happens in any relationship, friendships, uh -huh. or anything, or even with your, your animal. You're going to have to develop a trust, right? Trust is key to any relationship. It doesn't matter if you're trying to have a relationship with a pet or with a friend or within a business or with your a loved one. You have to have trust that 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 you guys are going to do the right thing for each other for that relationship to really have that foundation. And what it comes down to after that is the communication. Right. You have to communicate effectively to them what it's worth to you, because what, what do you do when you, when you love somebody? Right. You want the best for them. Correct. Like mm -hmm. your wife, your child, you love them unconditionally. You want what's best for them. So if they communicated to you that they wanted something that's going to that's going to make them fulfilled or happy, wouldn't you want more of that for them? Yeah. Because they're making they're, you're fulfilling them. So then it's just having that understanding. And then you have to come to an agreement too. Like uh, every every Sunday, for example, I, I take everything off. I drop absolutely mm -hmm. everything. I keep my calendar cleared and that's 100% for my wife. And she understands that later on, once my, my business is going and we're going to have more time together and it's going to be a bigger future for us. But along the process too, I still make a, a negotiation with her that says, hey, 
you're still getting this at least one day, 100%. We still have time that we're going to, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to spend time together. Yeah. And we have to come to an agreement and we share our calendar and on the stairway so we can see what each other's doing oh, and just excellent. have more ways of communicating and having a better understanding because it always comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. And you always have to assume that they didn't understand because words, <laughs> words mean different things to different people at different yes. times. You can say one word, like I can say trust, and trust can mean something completely different to you from being a different culture than uh-huh. it does to me, right? So we have to really then clarify and ask them quality questions like, do you understand? Yes, okay, explain to me what do you, what do you, what do you think I meant and, and then get clarity if it was correct or not and make the adjustments where need to be and just that, that, that level of communication where you're having that back and forth and creating an environment that has an openness to communicate without a judgment or without a is saying something right away like you want to emotionally react sometimes mm-hmm. where someone says something or they didn't understand you it can be frustrating where you have to kind of learn to have a balance and work on this it's a skill right it's a skill set yeah. just like anything else you didn't start running and be a really great runner right you had to go out and practice running to become a good runner as well if you want to you want to get into olympics you got to do it even more so it's the same thing with relationships it's a skill set and the communication the same thing it's a skill set that's developed but you have to start by just practicing and creating the environment for it to happen you have to really just be a good listener as well because if someone's talking and you're not listening you're just thinking about what you're going to say you're never mm-hmm. going to understand them or try to even understand them because you're just thinking about yourself mm-hmm. so you have to be able to stop pause and think and put yourself in a different perspective of them and understand what it is they're trying to get and then see how you can create a, a negotiation of value. Like we're, we're all going to get like a win-win situation. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's just like a business deal, right? The same thing. You're going to negotiate back and forth, a give and take, until you get to a happy medium. And hopefully it's a win-win situation. That should be the outcome of every negotiation yes. that both sides win equally. And it's, it's beneficial for everybody. So you can have it. And you may need to adjust it as time goes too. Mm-hmm. And it may take you time. Right. We don't always get things right away. No. Sometimes some things take time and most good things take a lot of time. So yes. that's just that's just how it is. And um, if there's a shortcut that I haven't learned it yet, but it's really just consistent action and being willing to learn and develop and communicate at a higher level. And if you don't know how, then you need to either start learning these skill sets or get with someone that's going to help you develop these skill sets. Mm hmm. Um. I remember once you told me about the, the analogy with the, the forest and the trees, that you're trying to build a forest. And I know you do many free things right now, many things just give, 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 and that's amazing. So, but for people who are used to quick gratifications and or quick money, or like, oh, but I will be paid on Thursday, how can we change this mindset? Because it must be very difficult if you've been working 20 years in a job uh, or doing some, anything else, any project that you, you realize, oh, it's gratifying right now, but I'm going to build something for my children or grandchildren. And it's maybe I'm going to work for free for two years before making money. For example, this podcast, I don't assume I don't assume I will make money instantly. It can take a couple months, a couple years to get traction and to have people coming. But I'm willing to put the work because I know the value in it. And I know it's going to be uh, immortal value from the guests. So for somebody who doesn't have yet this mindset of long-term gratification, what is one advice you would give for this to change from short-term to long-term? Well, that again, I mean, it goes back to the simple basics of 
understanding what do you really want? What is your end result? And really imagining it and understanding that it's going to take and seeing what people have done that are already doing it at the highest level and ask yourself, what did they do to get there? Like for, if you look at Grant Cardone, for example, how did he get there? Why is he Forbes saying he's the number one marketer, right? Why are they saying these things about him? Well, he did 11,000 free speeches on other people's stages when he was starting. He flew three, three million miles on, on, on a commercial jet, not, not like a luxury before you had his own jet, you know, like mm-hmm. just to meet people and make relationships and build his business. So it took sacrifice. It took hard work, right? And it, he had to put in this time. And if you start to understand that, that you, yeah, you can go to work and you get instant gratification. You can get a paycheck every, every week and you know you're going to get paid the same amount. You're going to get an X number of dollars per hour. And if you put in so many hours, you're going to get X reward. But at the same time, how far does that go for you, right? Does that really get you to where you want to go? If maybe it's capped out at maybe you can make $100,000 a year or whatever, but that's it when you become a manager after 20 years versus if I go over here and I work for two or three years, maybe like you're doing, and it has the uh, seven or eight figure value on it, right? What would you be willing to do for that 10X value? Yeah. Would you be willing to sacrifice a little bit to get more in, in the long run? Right. So understanding that purpose and understanding the bigger results, that's what's going to motivate you. I mean, I have next to me my goals right here on my wall. Mm-hmm. I write them down on my, my calendar every day. What am I doing? Yeah. What are my goals today? What is my focus? And I look at my big picture, my 10 year goals every day. I, I know I'm focused. I'm controlling my focus because where focus goes, energy flows. And, you know, also like those who get the attention end up getting the money. So that's, that's because other people are focused on you. So if all the people are focused on you, you're going to get more, more uh, abundance. It's going to yeah. come your way and with, through connections or through value or through many other ways. So people also, I think, stop tying everything to a financial gain. I think mm-hmm. that even just making a relationship like me and you have, I haven't made any money with you. You haven't made any money with me. But I would say that relationship, even in a short period of time, has had more value than any dollar amount I can put on it. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, because I see it's the long term, and we spoke the other day about having maybe future events together. And when you meet such people, and there's just this connection, it is worth more than millions of dollars. Absolutely, like you cannot put a price on that. Because on the long run, if we let's say you're 33, I'm 30 years old, and let's say we stay connected for decades, any amount of clients, any amount of like any recession, any turmoil any big wins all of that together even if you put a dollar amount to that like of crisis or whatever i'm still going to value the human being first and this i think is the key because especially for you you're a very good networker and i that's something that i remember from the first time i met you like you can book many meetings in a day but i'm sure that people you speak with they feel connected they feel listened to and that you care about what they have to say and you want to give the best value whatever is their situation or their collaboration potential so i think people who are listening right now if you can emulate this and try to see the world as man i'm just gonna go and speak with people i'm gonna listen and see what can i offer in any shape or form if it's valuable and before putting a big price on anything Build the human report, build the connection first, and the money will flow. The money will come from that if you're patient. Um, 
Yeah, so I totally agree with you, Ian. It's a very good point. I want to move a bit on this conversation and go to the chameleon principle. We spoke about this last time. So the art of changing and being a chameleon everywhere you go in your life. You can change according to the audience, according to the place, according to your new job, and to shift and be a shape-shifter uh, shape to your environment. How did that serve you in your past, and what did you gain out of it? Absolutely. I mean, it's it comes down to, I think I learned it early on, because I had to move so many times very young. I was going from home to home or places to places and seeing different cultures and different environments, even in the military, traveling around the world and serving. I was always seeing so much different things. And I realized that the greatest skill I had was being able to blend in and adapt to the new environment. And it's a skill set. And if you look at uh, leadership, especially today, if you're not able to adapt constantly to the new changing environment, you get stuck in your old ways. You're not going to be able to consistently lead anybody, including yourself, right? Because in leadership, you have a we leadership and then you have a me leadership. But you have to do the me leadership first. You have to be able to lead yourself and then lead by example before you can lead the masses. And that's something that is, is not possible if you're not able to change and understand your, your audience and understand the people you're talking to. For example, if I'm talking to you and you're from Canada and I come at you very strong, like a, maybe a New Yorker would, you're probably not going to resonate with me very much. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, this guy is not nice. I don't like him at all. This guy's just coming at me <laughs> too strong. My face. Yeah. But if I come at you where it's more uh, gentle or understanding or polite, because that's what your culture is, I'm going to have a much more better chance of having influence and leadership Absolutely. over you and with you to guide you to the right path. So you have to ask yourself, you know, what what is it worth to be able to help others and lead them and even lead yourself? Is it worth being able to learn how to adapt and change to different different ways and different methodologies and just seeing different perspectives even you know, if you look at the the bigger the bigger picture versus just being, you know, down at the ground level, like if you're in a jet, you're at you're flying above, mm -hmm. you can see the whole area. You're going to have more information to take in versus when you're just on the ground floor. So that's the same thing when you're talking to people. If you can think about them and think about their perspective, their understanding and their cultures and their thoughts and their belief and their value systems, and then take that into your own perspective and say, what would it be like if I was like that? You might start to have a better understanding. And that takes the ability to adapt, right? You have to be able to shift your own values and your own mindset to do that. And in today's society, like I said, it's, it's changing so fast. Like, we, you know, who knows what's going to be coming next in terms of our, our cultures and our food and our transportation and the way we make money? Or is, is the money going to be the same? Is it going to be all digital? Mm -hmm. Like... If you get stuck on just collecting dollars, for example, and we go to a digital currency, what happens to you? You might be the wealthiest person with dollars, and then all of a sudden you have nothing because yeah. you weren't able to adapt and blend into the new environment. You lost all your value, and it's, that's that's why it's so critical to have it. And that's really just a metaphor to be in the community. It's just a metaphor. It could be an octopus or anything you resonate yeah. with that has mm -hmm. the ability to transform and shift in its environment. Yeah, exactly, man. It's so true because, like, even for me, I remember so many times I had little jobs in my life, little, like, student jobs or minimum wage or then, like, any kind of, of stuff I did in the past. And to be honest, if you if you don't have this art of, of adapting, 
it doesn't mean to be like to forget who you are and be inauthentic because you can be authentic and still adapt yeah but if you find a perfect mix of i'm going to blend in i'm going to ask quality questions to relate with people to connect with people and being myself and i'm going to learn i'm going to be humble to see what's going on here is there any hierarchy in the in the in the group how can i get closer to everyone without feeling like i'm superior or inferior just you are yourself but you're present with the people i think it's it's a lost art i don't think many people can do that and especially now if people have job interviews and they go to jobs and they just they feel forced to go but they don't really want to be there i think that's that's very sad because i think even the the interviewing process should be more stricter stricter to the to the potential uh, not clients potential workers because if you don't ask okay how are you going to help for the vision of my company and if you don't ask what are their specific goals that they try to reach they will they will be disconnected from the the company and it will lead to waste of time waste of energy waste of money like thousands in trainings and stuff like that so somebody will not be inspired to adapt to an environment if they don't really want to be there they just want to make a thousand bucks for the for the weekend that's it yeah so just a little rant on this on this part but yeah yeah absolutely it's, and then it comes back down to the basics right you just just doing these these simple skill sets developing the simple skill sets like communication and just understanding your habits and, and you know your focus and what you're thinking about and what's what's the bigger picture and versus what you have to do in the smaller picture in the immediate moment to get to that bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what do you think is wrong about the educational system today? Uh, well, it's it's outdated. It, it, I think it you know for one it failed to adapt. Right. So what we were learning maybe in the early 1900s, for example, of you know, when we had a lot of factory workers and, and unskilled, like kind of like unskilled labor where you're just kind of like repetitive, that's been replaced by robotics, right? Mm -hmm. It's no, it's no secret, you know, they're having even more and more today, the technology is coming, Amazon facilities and stuff are, a lot of them are automated. Yeah, they have some, some human workers and they're still guiding it, but a lot of those simple everyday tasks are outdated and the school system really doesn't set you up for that particular skill set. And I, I think that it doesn't really give a good financial education. I think that's a big, one of the biggest things that I, I think that I missed in my, I went to a public school system in America and they didn't teach me much about finance. They didn't teach me much mm. about making money. They didn't teach me much about selling myself to a job even, or, you know, they, they push you and say, Hey, go, go, go and apply for a college and take debt and get an yeah. education and everything's going to be laid out for you. I have two college degrees and those college degrees really haven't generated much of anything for me. Versus the education I've learned on the outside, you know, on my self-development has made me a lot of impact in my life, both financial and emotional and just, you know, my overall wealth and happiness in life has been created through something that's not taught in the traditional education system. And yeah. I think that everyone, it needs a unique, a unique uh, approach because people learn differently. You know, you have a visual person or an audio person or a kinesthetic person, and they need to they need to have like fulfill these things more to to be more uh, customized to everybody versus just having a one size fits all approach. And I know it's a difficult, it's a very difficult task, and I understand that and I appreciate yeah. that. But at the same time, we do have a responsibility to the younger generation because that's our future. 
right? And if we don't set them up to to be successful and have a sustainable life, what does that do for for us, right? Yeah. Um, do you think there's any solution to the student debt crisis? Anything we can do to just reduce that? Or like, I don't see what's possible to be honest, but maybe you have a perspective different than mine. Like, is it just people to consider before going to college, why am I going and what do I expect to get out of that? Is it just because my parents told me to go and I, I want to become, well, of course, if you have a like doctor or lawyer, like very traditional ways, I understand you have to do it to get the certifications, but if it's something more liberal, even like a business school, you don't recommend that. I know you don't. Um, so is there any solution for the trillions of dollars of debt or just this is in the government hands and in the wrong hands to, to take care of that, but what to do? I mean, it, it comes down to each individual, honestly, and what your goals are. Obviously, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something, right, you probably need to get into a prestigious school and study. Yeah. Um, but if you just wanted to get into a business or be an entrepreneur, if your goal is just to make money, I think that the self-education is already out there. There's so many people like you that are putting out content online and there's, and it's, it's really just like everyone has a story and everyone has a mm -hmm. skill set. and you can go on the, the sites like Kajabi now. And for a very low price, you can get into a course that someone's teaching you that's already an expert and it's going to be much more affordable than college. I promise you that, you know, and you can learn from that person who has decades of experience, right? And it, you can do it from anywhere as long as you have a, a phone or a computer and access to a, the internet. You can get on this and you can learn for a very affordable price. And it can give you, you a way to produce income before you go to college. If you still want to go to college afterwards, that's great. But maybe you should start creating a way where you can generate income and pay for it. I mean, I took the route of going to the military, which is a great sacrifice to get my education paid for. right? Yeah. But I had to, had to sacrifice. I had to pay up front to get that. You know, and I think that's something that it has to be taught young to understand that, that it takes it takes work, it takes effort, it takes sacrifice and stop trying to just take the easy way out because the, mm. the hard road sometimes is the, the more the more valuable uh, path because you're going to become a stronger person and have more value on the other side versus if you just take the easy route, you know, you're not going to develop any strength. You're just going to get you're going to get pushed over. And then when you get out, you're, you're just like everybody else. You're just blending in. What are you doing to stand out in the job market? You want to you want a great job. You need to stand out. You need attention. You need you need to show that you have more value than anyone else in the room. That's how you get hired on the spot. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have such kind of friends that are maybe as ambitious uh, because I think maybe most people will say that you're the average of your five people around you. And I think like if you look carefully and you start to calculate the income and the habits and stuff like that, and you look at yourself and like, well, I guess it's true. How can you break through that mold of just normal environment? So for me, for example, I invested in the accelerator program with Grant and I met amazing people like you. I invested time and money. And, I, and because of that, even if it was a stretch for me financially, now I realize in less than two months, the benefits of just finding a way and like, this is the best thing for me. So for people who don't have yet this circle of winners around them, how to, what is the first action to find one person to connect and maybe have masterminds every week or something? 
Oh, just like we're doing right now, you go onto the internet, you go onto social media, instead of using social media to watch videos about cats, you know, scratching their <laughs> belly or whatever and laughing at them, you go into business groups, you go into entrepreneur yeah. type groups, you go into mindset type groups, and you, you start connecting, you start just taking a risk, you start making friends, you just introduce yourself and you can just be humble and say, hey, listen, I come from this, this place in life and I'm looking to come up. And what you'll see is that most people love to help other people because mm -hmm. they understand it's fulfilling. And they understand that a lot of those people that are even successful, they, they want to give back, right? They want to help. They want to give a hand up, not a hand out. They're not going to give you just a freebie. They want to give no. you a hand up. Yeah. But if you're willing to reach up and put in the action and you even came to someone like me or someone like you or someone like anyone that's, that's willing to help you, they're going to be more than willing to, to start giving you some guidance, but you're going to have to take the action. It doesn't matter what you know. If I can tell you all day long what to do, if you don't go and do it, it has zero value. It's just like if I put money in your account, if you don't go and invest it and turn it into more money or use something, do something with it of value, it's literally going to do nothing for you. And at that point, it's, it's it, even it's money, it's zero value because you didn't do anything with it. You just went and bought a McDonald's burger or whatever. It just it didn't do anything for you. And somebody who is afraid to invest thousands of dollars. So you, you invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in your education. Somebody who is afraid to invest even 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. What to do to change this, this switch mentally? Like, man, this is not an expense. This is an investment in your own brain. Like how to make them understand that? Well, when the first time I invested my, my big purchase of money, I had absolutely nothing. I, I was literally uh, completely broke. I had, uh -huh. I had like, I didn't even know how I was going to pay my bills that month. And the opportunity came to me. And, you know, I say that the biggest rewards come from the biggest risks. The bigger mm -hmm. risks you're able to take, the bigger rewards you can get on the other side. And then even then you have to realize that pressure, how important is pressure? Pressure is what forms diamonds, right? So if you learn that this pressure, like if you just go and you drop $50,000 and you don't know how you're going to pay it, what does that do for you in terms of your activity level? <laughs> right now you go, you're like, I cannot afford to sleep tonight. I got to get this done. Yeah. And, and Grant Cardone, he proved that very well. He's, he talks about massive action. And then it's the next book about how the levels of actions. But if you look at how he even he promoted some like his millionaire booklet, for example, he wrote, he didn't even write it yet. He started promoting it and started selling it, literally selling it to people before he even wrote the book. Yeah. So what did he have? He had pressure. And then he sat down and he ended up writing the book in like in a couple of days. Like he just sat down and did it. But it was because he had that pressure. And had he not put that pressure on himself, maybe he would put it off and put it off and put it off. So when I went and I invested my first money into a group to get access to a network and get access to education, it was actually in the real estate group. I I realized that I was able to get more done and I had I, I would never take that level of action. I would never put myself in that, that uncomfortable position where I'd go talk to people and that are way above my status. I would never have the motivation to do it had I not put that pressure on myself financially. So yeah. if you're scared, I would say just do it anyways, because on the other side of fear is all the greatest things in life. To have courage is not to not be afraid. It's to be afraid and be aware that there's risk involved. And that just means you need to be more cautious and you need to do something to to to. Uh, counterbalance the risk which a lot of times that just means you have to take more action you mm. know if you go spend fifty thousand dollars and then you work every day every second of your life to create that value you're gonna get that fifty thousand dollars back why because you went out and just started creating value and just putting in the effort 
you know, you stopped watching TV, you stopped doing all the things you're doing on the side and stop lying to yourself and saying you don't have time because mm, yeah. we always have time. Biggest lie. And we always have the ability to control ourselves and our effort. And we always have a way to provide value, even if it's knocking on our neighbor's door and saying, hey, what can I do, to do for you today to make some money? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you knock on 10 doors, you're going to get at least one that says yes. And you can do that over and over and over. And yeah, it takes time. It's, it's risk, right? It's, it's hard work. It takes sacrifice, but you're going to get money out of that, correct? Right? They might have you cleaning up the trash in their yard, or they might have mm -hmm. you doing things you don't want to do, fixing their car or whatever, you know, getting groceries from the store. You're going to figure something out. You can make money always if you're just willing to do what it takes to get the money. And I'd say taking that risk, that investment is, is, is worth it because the same thing when you go to college, right? You put that money in the college. You and take you don't that know what will be after, yeah? and you, well, you, you have to you have to spend four or six years studying or whatever, and then at the end of the day, you don't have a job. You might you get a, you might get an internship where you have to work for free that can turn into a job, or you're gonna have to start at the bottom somewhere and work your way up inside of a corporation, right? So it doesn't matter which route you take; you're gonna take debt, and you're gonna. It's not like there's there's different types of debt. You have to understand, right? Like going out and buying a bunch of Gucci stuff and putting debt on a consumer goods that does nothing for you. People do it every day. Because it just makes them feel good. Well, if I went out and put debt on education that has a potential to turn me how, learn how to make a return, like, like I did with Grant Cardone, for example, I, I put all this money into this his education. But now, what do I have? I have sales and marketing skills. I have mindset, and more importantly, I have this community of people that want more in life and are willing to support mm -hmm. me, and they're bringing me opportunities. And that's how I'm here with you today, right? Because I got into a network of people that are supportive, a network of people that are surrounding me. And it doesn't matter what environment I came from at this point now, because I have created my own environment with the people that I choose to be around. That's, man, you just nailed it so much. I think you don't have, you just have to start small. Yeah, like if you're afraid to take action, one of my other guests the other day, um, Dr. Lee, he, we spoke many times about this, but action beats fear so every time you feel the fear and you said do it anyway it's like literally in the brain there's something released i don't know how to explain the fire. there must be a reason scientifically but if you feel fear and you do it anyway and then you realize it was just an illusion it was just this facade of like this smoke and mirrors and you just oh you're on the other side and it's man that was not so scary after all it's not a life or death situation in this modern world to to have a life or death situation it would be like no support system from government it's going to take a lot before being like you were in extreme poverty when you were born. This is not like anybody who has a normal, comfortable life right now will not fall in this position from one decision or from one trying to do one project one time. And, oh, I started a channel and I had two subscribers. I'm a failure. I'm horrible. Stop that. It's not going to help you. Be persistent. Be consistent. And when you feel this uncomfortable feeling, embrace it and change it as excitement i you know what today is good I, I don't feel i didn't feel stressed to call you but my first episodes i was a bit nervous a bit of a dry mouth speaking faster than usual because this is something new for me and i'm like i don't want to look stupid i want to make good impression i want to have good content but as you do it today's episode 10 when i did episode 6 i already see the difference to be honest yes it's quite Clear, just it gets like oh, it's just like a lesson. It's just like a, if I had a coaching session one on one, or a language uh, like teaching French or English, like I do usually. There's nothing different. It's the same screen. It's not live. I have just my computer, and I'm speaking with a friend, and that's it.
So for people out there who are scared to do other things, new things, it always gets more comfortable over time. Like when you learn bicycle, like when you learn a sport, cooking, anything that you're doing, just do it. It's very cliche, but it's one thing to know it and to actually take action on the principle. Yeah. Yes. And, and comfort is like a, as a warning sign. You know, it's a reframe mm -hmm. again. Most yeah. people strive for comfort, but that's really the most dangerous place to be in life. Because if you're comfortable, you don't want to take action. You want to stay there and relax. And the last thing you want to do is relax. Because if you're relaxed and you're doing nothing, you stop getting results. And then next thing you know, your progress has stopped. And if your progress stops, what happens? You start to feel depressed. You start to feel down. You start to feel unfulfilled. You start to feel like you're not contributing to life. And when you don't feel that contribution in life, you feel like, oh, I'm stuck. And it's a facade. All it is is that you just got comfortable. So what you want to do is shift it to comfort is bad. Uncomfort is good. Mm -hmm. Failure is great. You want to fail because the more you fail, you just learn how you're not supposed to do it. You're one step closer to learning how you're supposed to do it. And you learn a very valuable lesson, exactly. right? Look at Thomas Edison. It took him, you know, 9,000 9, times, 999 failures before he finally got the 10,000th try to make a light bulb. And it wasn't even perfected. We had to continue to adjust it over time to get to the LEDs and all the cool lights mm -hmm. we have today that are connected mm -hmm. to Wi-Fi and whatever else they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it, this, this had to happen. This had to happen. You had to go through this process and it had to be adjusted. It had to constantly be improved and it was constant progress. It has to be constantly moving forward. That's what it is. That's the whole point is just to constantly be moving and just taking that effort, just taking that action. And you don't want to do little stuff. If you do little stuff, you're going to get a little, little, little bit of reward. You don't want a little bit of reward. You want a big reward. That's when it feels good. So you got to take big actions. You know, don't go just meet one person. Make your goal to meet 10,000 people, you know. And then even if you fall short, at least you fall short at a much higher level than you would have if yeah. you set your goal very low. Exactly. Right. So that's why you want to put your goal so high that you have to put a massive effort to get there. And even if you fall short, you still fall short at a high level and it feels good. Lovely. <laughs> uh, Ian, we're about to close the show right now. My last question for you, my friend is, let's say that this show is passing the test of time and people are gonna watch you in years from now. And we want to have your piece of wisdom, your maybe the core essence of who you are. And this is like, my message in a short sentence or a short paragraph my biggest advice for people or just my biggest wisdom for the world what would it be uh, teamwork makes the dream work there's more power in collaboration than anything else in life beautiful so ian how can we connect with you how can we find you online do you have any website any social media so people can uh, reach out to you and if they want anything to collab or work with you Sure. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting everything built up online, but you can find me under Ian Hyatt Results Coaching uh, under all the social platforms. Ian Hyatt Results Coaching .com. Tom is my only uh, online website at this point, and uh, I only offer free stuff at this point online. So you will find everything right. for free. And if you want to connect with me, I'm more than happy to connect with you. If you're someone that wants more out of life, we will find how we can help each other out, just like I've been doing here with you. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, like I said, I fully, truly believe that if you help enough people get their dreams, your dreams will come true too. So that's what it's all about. The secret yeah. to living is giving, and I'm here to give as much as I can while I'm on this planet. Awesome, and thank you so much. So for my side, guys, uh, this is Anthony Rivera. You can also follow me at Your Brother's Podcast. It's going to be a YouTube channel. It is a YouTube channel already, actually. <laughs> 
uh, it will be the same name for the Facebook and Instagram or me personally, Anthony Rivet, all the same platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn also, I'm there. So I want to say thank you so much. Please subscribe, like, comment. If you have any idea of new guests for me, I'm more than welcome to hear your requests. And I'm also going to put a Patreon link in the description if you feel like you would like to support me financially in, the, in this beautiful project of mine. Uh, it will be very appreciated. So, of course, no pressure. I'm there for you. And uh, Ian, my man, you're the best. Talk to you soon. And thank you so much for today. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.